I'm Fraser Kane, the publisher of Universe Today. I love it when scientists discover something unusual in nature. They have no idea what it is, and then over decades of research, evidence builds and scientists grow to understand what's going on. My favorite example, quasars. Astronomers first knew they had a mystery on their hands in the 1960s when they turned the first radio telescopes to the sky. They detected the radio waves streaming off the Sun, the Milky Way, and a few stars, but they also turned up bizarre objects they couldn't explain. These objects were small and incredibly bright, and they named them quasi-stellar objects, or quasars, and then began to argue about what might be causing them. The first was found to be moving away at more than a third the speed of light. But was it really? Maybe we're seeing the distortion of gravity from a black hole, or could it be the white hole end? of a wormhole? And if it really was that fast, then it was really, really far, 4 billion light years away, and generating as much energy as an entire galaxy with 100 billion stars. What could do this? Here's where astronomers got creative. Maybe quasars weren't really that bright, and it was our understanding of the size and expansion of the universe that was wrong. Or maybe we were seeing the results of a civilization who had harnessed all stars in their galaxy into some kind of energy source. Then in the 1980s, astronomers started to agree on the active galaxy theory as the source of quasars. That, in fact, several different kinds of objects, quasars, blazars, and radio galaxies were all the same thing, just seen from different angles. And that some mechanism was causing galaxies to blast out jets of radiation from their cores. But what was that mechanism? We now know that all galaxies have supermassive black holes at their centers, some billions of times the mass of the Sun. When material gets too close, it forms an accretion disk around the black hole. It heats up to millions of degrees, blasting out an enormous amount of radiation. The magnetic environment around the black hole forms twin jets of material which flow out into space for millions of light years. This is an AGN, an active galactic nucleus. When the jets are perpendicular to our own view, we see a radio galaxy. If they're at an angle, we see a quasar. And when we're staring right down the barrel of the jet, that's a blazar. It's the same object seen from three different perspectives. Supermassive black holes aren't always feeding. If a black hole runs out of food, the jets run out of power and shut down right up until something else gets too close and the whole system starts up again. The Milky Way has a supermassive black hole at its center, but it's all out of food. It doesn't have an active galactic nucleus and so we don't appear as a quasar to some distant galaxy. We may have in the past and may again in the future. In 10 billion years or so, when the Milky Way collides with Andromeda, our supermassive black hole may roar to life as a quasar, consuming all this new material. Thanks for watching. You're listening to the audio edition of Universe Today. You can send us an email at info at universetoday.com, follow us on Twitter, Google+, or Facebook. And you can see the video version of everything on our YouTube channel.